Welcome back to the Facts About PACs podcast, brought to you by NABPAC, the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. I am your host, Michaela Isler, NABPAC's Executive Director. I'm joined, as always, by notable NABPACer, Abigail Cave. It's great to be here. And also welcoming back Adam Belmar from EFB Advocacy. I love this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. The Facts About PACs podcast is intended for our NABPAC members. Our mission to recap our latest activities, share best practices, provide actionable intelligence, and help everyone find innovative ways to remain effective during this time of work from home. I'm really excited today about our show, our fourth episode. We have as our featured guest, the PAC director for the National Multifamily Housing Council, Kevin Cameron. The National Multi-Housing Family Council is a longtime NABPAC member and the place where the leaders of the apartment industry come together for insight, advocacy, and action. And in the time of COVID-19, this industry is on the front lines for safety and security for American families who live in apartments. We'll hear from Kevin about how the PAC is functioning right now and what they are doing and not doing during this crisis. But first, let's recap the week and discuss our webinar with Lori Richards uh, about engaging our members and stakeholders virtually. Abigail, it's certainly been another busy week as we manage through COVID-19 and continue to face the long-term impact. While we are still a bit in crisis mode. Here at NAPAC, we are also continuing to look ahead to the elections in November and what this all might mean for us as an industry. You are actually in the thick of campaign work right now. What is the temperature outside of D.C.? Yeah, things are definitely different outside of D.C. I'm actually on a Senate campaign out here in Wyoming. In terms of COVID-19, we have really low numbers, which we're really grateful for out here, but that's partially because we're naturally socially distanced. We're blessed with a great medical system and knowledgeable healthcare providers. There are, interestingly enough, some small groups out here who are pushing to reopen the economy as soon as possible, but our governor is standing firm and is in encouraging people to stay at home until we're sure that it's safe to go back to normal again. I'm definitely grateful for his efforts and his wisdom in this situation. In terms of the campaign, we're definitely chugging along still, but it's different than any other campaign I've ever worked on. As we hear here at NAMPAC all the time, November is coming and the election is coming, so we are operating under that assumption as a campaign as well. It's different. We, we can't door-to-door. We can't hold events. We cut down our in-state fundraising pretty significantly just due to COVID and also due to the struggling energy industry. As you may know, uh, Wyoming relies on the energy industry more than really any other sector in the economy. Approximately 11.8% of Wyoming residents are uh, directly employed by energy, and then every other sector is impacted by the energy industry. So things are tough here. That being said, we are, at the campaign, relying on PAC money pretty heavily, just like all campaigns are, I feel. But this puts PACs in a really important position, I believe. You are hearing from your members, you're hearing from your organizations, you're hearing from your employees, you know what they're going through. And you're also in the unique position of having the ears of basically every member of Congress and every candidate right now. So you should use the tools that NADPAC provides you to leverage this important position and advocate for your organization. People are listening and you you have the information and you have the knowledge to advocate for them. So get out there. <laughs> well, thanks, Abigail. We really appreciate that insight. As you know, we've been saying for weeks now that the business PAC can community really needs to be in touch with their champions on the Hill uh, and find ways to remain engaged with legislative leaders during this crisis. And so while we're still managing from home and all the limitations we have in this moment, NABPAC really believes we can still lean in and provide that critical support during this time. 
On May 12th, NAPAC will host a webinar on virtual fundraising, and we have several experts who are already seeing much success in these efforts already. And so as we think about providing value in a virtual way, both externally and internally, we hosted NAPAC communication expert Lori Richards this week to discuss how to engage your PAC stakeholders, even with everyone being physically distanced at this time. So Adam, once again, Lori was insightful. She was practical and honest in how we keep our PAC stakeholders engaged virtually. She was saying that people are really feeling webinar fatigue right now and shared up front that we are all being tested as communicators and that we must find ways to break through and really connect with our teams. You're a comms expert yourself. Curious what your key takeaways were from Lori's presentation this week. Well, it was phenomenal that she reached all of us so effectively. She was she was right on it. And you're right. One of the big things I, I connected with with Lori was there is a fatigue. There are so many webinars. How do you lean in and stay connected right now? And the effectiveness of all of this communication oftentimes comes down to the medium, who's doing the talking, how prepared they are, how effectively they are eliciting real-time response from folks. And the thing that I really enjoyed about Lori Richards' presentation was that she made it visual. She showed us both what worked well and what didn't work well. And she sort of admonished us as professionals, all of us needing to up our communications game, that this is it. This is essentially where you separate yourself from the mediocre communications and the poor end results that come from that. And when you talk about November coming, clock is ticking and we have to be effective with the resources we have and the set of circumstances we face. You wanna make sure that you're using whatever speaks to your audience. And you have to add to that, that you need to have a lot of energy. This demands more energy than even being in front of the room. So you wanna make sure that you're taking advantage and sharing that. Facial expressions, movement, all of these pieces can, can make a difference for you. Abigail, at one point she talked about how we can't just be speaking as brands. We've got to be human. Ask people how they are. I'm fascinated on the one hand, how many people ask, how are you doing? And I'm fascinated on the other hand, every time I ask, how are you? Are you healthy? How many people say, oh my gosh, no one asks me that. Because I think that some people feel like people just don't care and other people are just, you know, very caring. So don't be afraid to ask out. This is a time to be human not an email, not an ivory tower, not an association. It's time to be human. That means every interaction you have with someone should feel like it's coming from a person. Was that one of the things when you hear her say that that really struck a chord? I thought it did when I was watching you watch her. Absolutely. I think it's so easy to just sit behind your computer screen and just say your thing. It's important that we're interacting with each other and being present as much as we can when we can't actually be in the same room together. This idea that you have to make these webinars, these meetings, an experience. It's not just enough to have a pseudo agenda, like we want to have a discussion about these topics. To be goal-oriented, and to be effective, Lori was really recommending take production into account, follow up with people afterward. And most of all, for your PAC team, challenge them. Give them a challenge that they can go out and actually work toward. One of the biggest reasons that people don't want to be involved at the association level is because they don't have anything to do, because there's someone else that's doing it, because they're not needed. So make your PAC team feel needed. Make sure they all walk away with a specific list of things to do. 
Make sure they all walk away with an opportunity to succeed. Make sure they all walk away with something that challenges them and they can wrap their arms around. Include action items for every single one of them. I love how she talked about how important eye contact is and how important it was to keep your audience engaged, whether that's by audience participation or little brain breaks where you learn something. I have never once thought about making eye contact via computer or stopping what I'm talking about in order to bring people back in. So it was just really important to hear that from her. And I'll definitely use those things moving forward. Michaela, I, I think even for folks who are PAC professionals across the membership at NABPAC, it was very on point for where we are in week seven of social distancing. The new norms of seeing coworkers and colleagues and engaging through Zoom and other visual conferencing methods, it was a great thing. If you missed it and you've heard a little bit about it on the Facts About PAC's podcast, definitely going to want to go back when you get the link for this podcast and re-listen or even re-watch this thing, Michaela. Yeah, Adam, I can't agree more. And I think talking about the humanality of all of this, she started out by being very honest about this is really going to test all of us as PAC professionals. It's going to test our creativity. It's going to test our communication. It's also going to test our ability to close the deal. And, and that's a big, important part of what we as PAC managers do as we reach out to our constituencies. So as we think about all of the resources that we have been sharing with our members over the last seven weeks and with a focus on communication, remaining relevant with your PAC stakeholders and legislative leaders, I'm really excited today to talk with Kevin Cameron, Director of the National Multifamily Housing Council PAC. As you can imagine, his association and members have been highly engaged with their members, legislators, and the community during this crisis, and truly are doing amazing work right now as an industry as, and also as an association. So Kevin, welcome to the Facts About PACS podcast. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Well, I hope first and foremost you're staying healthy and sane, which is... I think a key point right now. And I know that you've been so busy these last few weeks. How are you and your members holding up right now? I think for PAC professionals, we're so used to the cycle of raising money for our PACs and then strategizing how to spend that money. So this COVID-19 crisis has really taken that portion, that large portion of our day-to-day -day operations away. So it's figuring out how to adapt in this situation. And one thing that we found that works really well, and one thing we wanted to use the PAC as an amplifier for your association. As you've been saying, our association has really been putting out kind of a twofold front right now. We are advocating on the federal level all of these stimulus packages that are going on in Congress. Congress is still working and still churning out money. And we're trying to get a piece of that just like most organizations and advocacy organizations for their memberships. We're working hard on that, getting relief for renters, relief for our small business owners. And a lot of rental properties are actually owned by small businesses. And then we're also creating resources for our members to use to communicate with their residents, to be able to process all of these big pieces of legislation, break it down for them, ways to disseminate information and we've been using the PAC as a way to amplify what our communications department and our government affairs team are doing in their own portions of the organization, kind of bring it out to a broader audience. We've been communicating with our PAC committee and our PAC donors. We do a monthly newsletter and we kind of went back and forth about, do we put out a PAC monthly newsletter during this time? Is it a little, I don't know. And we decided to do so but we took out our usual solicitation language and made it basically a clearinghouse of everything that NMHC is doing right now between the advocacy work we're doing and the resources we're putting out for them as members for them to be able to utilize. So we wanted to make the PAC, like you said, it's incredibly important to make sure the PAC is relevant because 
when hopefully, fingers crossed, we go back to some sense of normalcy, we are going to have to continue fundraising. The elections in November, as Abigail said, they're still coming. Candidates are still more than ever counting on PACs for the support. So we're going to need to continue our work once we, hopefully, fingers crossed, are allowed to leave our homes. Well, it's twofold. It's it's remaining relevant not only with your PAC members so that when you do come back to raise money. They know that you've been engaged, you've been on the front lines on the legislative side of the House, but also continuing to show value to legislators as an organization, I think is incredibly important as we think about what might happen in the elections in November, whether it's in 2020 or 2022, the PAC industry really were preparing for some difficult times ahead as an industry. And so we need to continue to be out in front with legislators about who we are and why we're so important, particularly in this crisis. Absolutely. I mean, the work of legislating is not ending. It's probably more important now than it has been in a while, especially for the everyday American who's counting on the federal government for relief right now. And I think one thing people don't understand about the way PACs and lobbying work is that we're actually a resource for Congress. And this is a great opportunity, putting the money side apart for the second, for PAC professionals and government affairs professionals to be able to highlight being a resource for members of Congress and like we're doing at NMHC for our members as well to bridge that gap. Absolutely. Well, the National Multifamily Housing Council truly has been a leader in the business community, within your industry, within the PAC industry. So kudos to all of you for your work. Thank you so much. I'm curious, how are your PAC members responding to your communications? In other words, I don't get the sense that you are getting any sort of negative feedback or pushback, and and I would even probably venture to guess they're really appreciating the information, but curious what your take is. Yeah, I think it's definitely positive. I think, as you know, and anyone who kind of does any large-scale communications, any large email blast you do, a lot of it likely ends up in a spam folder. Or, I mean, we're getting so many emails these days, especially in this time when we're all communicating digitally, your emails, your inboxes are filling up left and right. You can't keep up with them. So I think the more ways folks can get information and from a resource who they recognize. So our PAC donors and our loyal PAC donors are used to getting, like like I said, that, that monthly communication from the PAC. They know that's coming. They're used to that kind of schedule. So being able to put information in that that they maybe had missed in a larger email and getting a lot of great feedback on that. And then also, as you've seen, I've also been pushing out our resources on social media. I think social media has become so much more important in this advocacy age because lobbyists and government affairs officials can't go to the Hill and meet with these folks. If you're working on the Hill, your inbox is filling up probably faster than anyone else right now. So being able to get in folks' Twitter feed, their LinkedIn feed, even their Facebook feed, I think using all of your resources and creating that echo chamber of your information is going to help you immensely. We agree. As we think about moving forward and maybe even as you sit and listen through Lori Richards, what do you think you'll be focused on in these next six weeks as it relates to communicating with your PAC? I think for us, and the one thing that really resonated with me in Lori's presentation was the idea of not just telling people what you're doing or what you do, but telling them what they get out of it. I think explaining how the work that we're doing right now, whether it's the advocacy work, creating these resources or if you're a corporate PAC and your company is like State Farm is giving back millions of dollars to their folks. If your company is doing something great, putting that out there and I think letting folks know what you're doing for them, not just regurgitating your daily routine, I think is really important and really making that connection for folks because that will down the road will make that connection. Like you said earlier, 
you don't just want to all of a sudden for the pack to go dark during this time. And then once everything is back up again, people have jobs again, being like, hey, remember when you cut that check last year? <laughs> I, I think making sure that the pack stays relevant and you are there and seen as a resource for them during these times will pay off dividends down the road. I agree. Keep up the great work. We are so proud to have you as a member of NABPAC. Thank you for being on our show today. You've made this just a great episode of the Facts About PACs podcast. Thank you for having me and thank you for providing more podcast content for me to consume while I'm sitting at home. You're welcome. So for all of you listening, thank you for the positive feedback thus far. This is our fourth episode. We're really enjoying putting these together for you. We love to hear your suggestions on uh, future topics and guests and shows. So as we move forward, serving you and your needs is really what we're all about here at NABPAC. And we will continue to be here for you. And please don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. Stay safe, stay engaged, and please keep moving forward. 